I'm Julie. I'm Kalea. And you're listening to the latest episode of Girls With Fun. Thanks for joining us. Every week we get together and chat about something on our mind about BTS. Sometimes we're silly and sometimes we're serious, but we're always creating a podcast by ARMY for ARMY. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. And without further ado, let's get on with the episode. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Girls With Fun. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so have eaten far more cheese than any more human should eat in a day, but it's a good day. Dang. <laughs> Lots of snacks. Um, yeah, it does not feel like Super Bowl Sunday here. I actually haven't even eaten. It's 9 p.m. <laughs> what? Okay. Exactly. Just realized that. Um, yeah, no appetizers hmm. over here, so um, I'll blame COVID. <laughs> Um, anyway, we are back. Um, we're going to continue part two of our episode that we started last week, um, discussing like BTS and their, uh, collaborations and work with black musicians, artists, what have you. So we're going to continue that today. But first I just wanted to shout out a few things out. As you know, we are participating in the Black Into K-Pop Coalition this month, so be sure to check them out on Twitter. Um, follow them at Black Into K-Pop. Um, you already know what it is. Black Into K-Pop is a coalition, a cohort of sorts of 12 Black podcasters, K-Pop podcasters in particular, um, who are coming together in the month of February, which is Black History Month. And so we are just collaborating together this month, lifting each other up, promoting each other. You know how we do. Anyway, so there's some cool things going on over at Black Into K-Pop, which is why you should definitely follow them. We're doing a Good Pods takeover. If you haven't heard of Good Pods, Good Pods is a social podcasting app. So you can use Good Pods to listen to all of your podcasts, including ours, as well as comment on them, see what other people are listening to. You can make lists, share playlists, all kinds of things over there. So make sure you sign up for Good Pods and follow Girls with Fun over there, as well as the rest of the Black into K pop podcasters. We'll put the link in the description for you to find it. We're doing a takeover over there on February 10th. So make sure you check it out. This is going to come out after February 10th. So that's pointless in mentioning it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we are also doing a giveaway um, in conjunction with Podchaser. So make sure you pay attention for more info on that. You could possibly win a $100 gift card. Dang. Which is awesome. Almost cursed yeah. on the track. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I want a $100 gift card, but you know what? It's for y'all, so make sure you go <laughs> check it out. <laughs> well, I also have a very poignant announcement that just occurred to me. The day that we release this podcast will be your birthday, right? Happy oh, birthday, yes. Kalea! Woo! Woo! <laughs> How are you 
feeling? I'm feeling old. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear like, it. I'm in nowhere near old, but I think I'm having my quarter life crisis. Um, <laughs> I've had like four this week uh, alone. So whatever, you know. <laughs> I guess it just comes with aging, right? Um. <laughs> You know, I, I guess I shouldn't feel this way because, like, I'm doing some pretty cool stuff at my age and I'm getting a lot done. Like, I guess we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves and feeling like we have to be in certain places in life. And we really don't. Like, we don't have to follow specific timelines. So that's just me being in my head. But I am grateful to see another year. I will say that. Yeah. I think you're right. A lot of the pressure is self-imposed, right? Yeah. We have such high expectations for ourselves, but when our friends come to us and we're like, I'm not where I should be, we're always like, You're awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Well, happy birthday, everyone. Uh drop by our social, her socials. Wish her a happy birthday. This is my ask for from you <laughs> for the week. <laughs> oh. So I was happy birthday. I to... Oh, thank you. I was um Hoping that I wouldn't have to do a COVID birthday, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. One of those quarantine birthdays. But yeah. Oh, well. I remember last year being like, oh, wow. Like, like our one friend's birthday is in April. And I was like, oh, that really sucks. And then like September rolled around and it was my COVID birthday. <laughs> February rolls around. So I think, you know, um, we've all had at least one at this point. Right. So, yeah rite of passage I guess yeah oh boy well anyway let's not dwell on COVID yeah. any longer anyway <laughs> yeah no you've done enough of that Woo. all right so hopefully this is recording because if it's not I'm gonna be so mad um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into this episode so last episode we discussed um, collaborations as well as their work with writers and producers so today we are going to discuss covers slash remakes slash samples as well as their inspirations so let's hop into it and see where this episode goes all right i have to say these were really digging through the archives these were this was great this was a lockdown memory lane (laughs) yeah even like deep cuts if you're like i don't know you just got into bts maybe like a year ago, a few months ago, shoot, maybe it could even be some few years ago. Like we're like talking about some like real deep cuts here. <laughs> it really um, truly is. I knew probably like half to sixty percent, and then there were some where I was like, "Where did this come from?" Yeah, even some of these, I'm like, "Dang, I have not heard these in a while." Um, I would like to preface: we may not cover everything, so do not come for us if you don't hear a song you are expecting. Um, if you don't hear get talked about, there, there's only so much time we could be on air. <laughs> Literally, um, we have a quota. Yeah. Also, if I mess up any of the names, like I'm pretty sure I did on the last podcast, just roll with it, you know. Um, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but, hey. <laughs> um... So we're going to start, this is in no particular order, we're just going to start from the top of our list that we have here. So our first song that we have down is Chicken Noodle Soup. Um, So everyone, 
at this point should know, like Chicken Noodle Soup by um, J-Hope came out, what, 2019? Mm-hmm. Um, the original, though, came out in 2006 by DJ Webstar, Young V, who now goes by Bianca Bonnie or Miss Bonnie, um, as well as the voice of Harlem. And I'll let you let you go. Yeah, um, I will say I was not familiar with the original, so this was an education for me. It was great. It's interesting to see, I guess, how honest it was to the original or how true to the original it was, but um, J-Hope and Becky G still managed to add their own flair to it. Um, But yeah, it was just interesting because J-Hope credits this as like the song or one of the songs that really got him into dance. Um, Mm -hmm. so I I just think it's really cool that he was able to like come full circle in that way. Yeah. So chicken noodle soup like holds a special place in my heart. Um, like (laughs) it's almost like, I don't even know how you can explain it. Like if you like weren't there or like (laughs) you like didn't like experience it, but there is like a period of time, well, shoot, for like as long as I can remember, um, black artists have always released like these kind of like dance craze songs, right? Mm-hmm. And they would just take over like the entire summer or like they'd be played at like every single like school dance, your middle school dances, your high school dances, like everyone's doing the dances, everyone's playing the song, like every time you turn on the TV, like it's playing on 106 in Park, like there's just like a whole like culture and like yeah there's an entire culture like surrounding like these songs right and chicken noodle soup just happens to be one of those songs so like I can just vividly remember like spending summers like dance battling against my cousins to like these (laughs) songs right (laughs) so like this is like very um like important like it's a, a like integral part of black culture not that like black culture is like a monolith all black people do not have the same experiences but I imagine that probably like a large amount probably can like relate or feel the same way while listening to this right and um so to see J-Hope do this song it was a, a mix of emotions um when it first came out I was like chicken like the chicken noodle soup like the <laughs> like the chicken noodle soup that I know like you're <laughs> like you're about to yeah. like this song so at first I was kind of like apprehensive like what's going on here but after seeing like how it was handled and that he definitely like paid (laughs) paid Bianca well um as she said um and like I guess just seeing how he paid homage to the song it just I don't know it was very like heartwarming because it's very often that you will see artists just kind of rip off black culture, pretty much Mm -hmm. appropriate it and like not try to give back in any kind of way. Um, and just like turn it into something completely different while ignoring like the historical aspects of, you know, that part of the culture. But I felt like he did a good job in, um, giving back and like giving credit, you know, like even in the lyrics, like, 
just explaining like his history with like dance and like him getting into dance like just acknowledging that like you know this stuff like goes way back it's not something I'm like trying to like remake and make mine like I'm paying homage to this so I thought that was really cool and very important yeah yeah and it it probably brought um for people who hadn't heard the song before it probably brought a lot more awareness to the original track um right so that's important as well um but yeah it's kind of like when we talk about and like Digita is its own song right but I remember you talking about like Yoongi taking something and like making it his like even though the song was clearly a cover right and like J-Hope made that very clear um he still added something new to the song and like made it part of his own story so I think that's cool as well yeah yeah um I guess like maybe this is like I don't know this might sound like ignorant of me but I guess when I was young I well this song came out in 2006 so I was probably like in sixth grade like I was probably like 11 or 12 like (laughs) I could like hardly frame my mind around like what was going on like outside of you know Florida or like definitely not outside of the United States so just thinking that someone across the world was like having like having similar experiences to me um you know like listening to the same things like dancing to the same songs I danced to I don't I guess I just didn't really think about um things like this when I was that age or you know thinking about how like worldwide or how like impactful these songs were um not that I don't think that this song couldn't be like have a worldwide impact, but I guess I don't know. With with black culture, it's kind of like iffy because I feel like everyone like loves it, but at the same time, like people don't really care about black people sometimes. <laughs> so I guess I'm just not expecting that people around the world will be like listening to a song like this and like enjoying it and like becomes like a part of like their childhood as well like I don't know it's just kind of like mind-boggling when I sit and think about um like the impact that like this song had you know that it reached someone like across the world like out of like Harlem and like outside of the United States and like went across the world I don't know it's kind of crazy yeah for sure and I mean that's very early I mean even when we talk about, like, our early experiences with BTS or our early experiences with K-pop or our experiences with, like, global, um, like, music in general, I feel like it's a much more recent phenomena to have, like, other... I I don't know. Like, we feel like it's a more recent phenomenon, but really, like, this, like, cultural exchange and observation has been going on like for a long time I don't know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say but it is kind of trippy I hear you right I guess it's just weird like if you think about like in 2006 this is like okay I think YouTube may have started in like 2005 I don't think people were like on YouTube like that in 2006 right so it's kind of like how did these things become viral I mean I guess things happen like by word of mouth right maybe not as like fast but I don't know. I guess, there was like music players and things like that, but it would just sh- it just shows that you'd have to like really be like looking for these kind of things 
or like paying attention to it because you can't just like easily like log on Twitter and like see what's trending, you know, or like go into Facebook and see like what some friend you made across the world is like sharing on their story or whatever. Like you have to like really like look for this. So it just goes to show how like deep into like hip hop they were like this wasn't just some kind of like passing fad like you know they were like very serious about like dance they were very serious about like rapping very serious about like hip hop culture like they were like really into it you know like they did yeah yeah you can't see me but I'm shaking my head yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like hard to like wrap your mind around how fast things have changed um, and just how much things have changed, like, the access that we have to things today. Um, I'm gonna, like, date myself, but I very clearly remember that, like, we had a computer room. First of all, my dad, like, built this computer from, like, scrap parts, but that just tells you about my dad. But second of all, we had, like, <laughs> dial-up modem where, like, you couldn't be on the phone and looking at the internet at the same time. And if you picked up the phone while someone was on the internet, it would emit this, like, really annoying screechy sound. And, like, the internet was, like, strictly for homework only, right? And then you had to get off because it was expensive. (laughs) So it was, like, I don't know, like, I wasn't, even if, like, the and I know the internet was a thing, like, for as long as I've been alive. But even, like, I remember, like, times when, like, you logged in and you logged out. You didn't have this like constant access, you know. So right, just kind of yeah. creepy. I like yeah. yeah. You would have to dig and know where to look. I guess following up to your point. Yeah, insane. But anyway, um, if you haven't checked out the, um, let me get my words together. If you haven't checked <laughs> out the original chicken noodle soup, definitely be sure to do it. Um. It's, like, a super fun song. The dance is super fun. Like, you can even see Hobie Dude in the video. Um, yeah. It, great song. <laughs> I also want to say, I meant to say this earlier and forgot, but, like, Young B was very, very young. Like, I watched the video. I mean, as it would imply, right? But, like, I'm sure it was extra inspirational to see someone so young or almost, like, a peer or, like, someone else, like, really bringing it for yeah. like young j-hope i'm extrapolating or guessing here right but really <laughs> cool yeah all right um i guess we can move on to the next song so the next song we have on the list is one verse by j-hope um the original track was by the game and skrillex by the name of el chapo which i believe came out in 2004 wait is this did this also come out in 2015 or did one verse one verse came out in 2015 but when did el chapo yeah it also came out in 2015 yeah we had 2015 in there twice i was like it has to be um also my notes are just like stream of consciousness though so i don't blame you like looking back i'm like what did i mean by this i did have a chuckle in 2021 right my like 2021 mind one of the lyrics from the original track was like i don't wear a mask and i was like does not have the same meaning in 2021. <laughs> so anyway, that's that random side note there. But um, yeah. 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 I hadn't, um, I hadn't heard this song before he did one verse. Um, I'm not really like a fan of the game, but like, I mean, he's a like huge rapper. Right. And like, I'm sure everybody knows Skrillex at this point. So <laughs> um, yeah. One verse was crazy. Like when one verse dropped, 
there was like a shift in the atmosphere. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I guess we had been getting music from um, RM and we'd be getting music from Sugar, but we really hadn't been getting like solo stuff from Hobie like that. So when one verse dropped, like this was like his first like solo track. Um, and it was insane. Like he was going off. <laughs> he was snapping. <laughs> I mean, the original song goes hard too. I wrote like the original slaps in the Spanish language sample. And I'm like, what, what is this from? Like, where's the Spanish language <laughs> sample from? But, um, yeah, J-Hope. I'm endlessly in awe of him, like, from a rapping perspective. Um, obviously, I'm obsessed with all of Bangtan and, like, all of Rapline specifically as well. <laughs> but um, he's just such a mood maker, and you can really see it here. Like, he just, I don't even know how to verbalize what I want to say about it, but, like, he just has a certain mood or energy that he brings to every track. Right. And to think that, like, he didn't enter the company, like, as a rapper. I know. I know. Don't even get me started on that rant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know we we call, like, Jungkook the golden maknae, and, like, he is golden, right? Like, he's great at everything. But I feel like we have to, like, give some credit where it's due to Hobie for improving himself and the way that he has and in the length of time that he has right like you didn't enter as a rapper but like you have become like a full-fledged rapper like you're not just like doing whatever rap somebody writes for you (laughs) like this guy is like writing his own stuff and he's like good at it like yeah like on par with like rm and sugar who have been like rapping for forever right like (laughs) this guy's insane yeah no I mean that's what I was gonna say next is like there's no gap there right like people always kind of crap on both I think like internal and external to k-pop like one of the critiques that you often hear is that like you know they just like randomly assign people and then like train them to do xyz thing which like that's a whole other conversation that we've had before and we can have again about like why is it bad to like undergo training and like improve right but um one of the critiques is like oh they're not like as good or they're not as real or like whatever insert whatever argument here I don't endorse that but there's literally no gap like right it's not like J-Hope is lacking in any way whatsoever yeah it just goes to show like his work ethic and like his ability to excel and like whatever it is that he puts his mind to this guy whatever he wants to do he exceeds at it right like he's crazy scary (laughs) yeah he's scary like he can dance he can write and produce he can rap like he has high energy on like variety shows and performances and appearances like i i'm low-key i'm high-key intimidated exactly and he can sing like (laughs) yeah don't let him try and whip out the vocals too like this guy's nuts (laughs) there's nothing he can't do (laughs) yeah and the thing is he's like very i mean i know people like we critique this on like a let it rest track right but like he's the happy virus or like high energy like he i'm sure he does get stressed but like he doesn't seem stressed about it either if i was trying to do all this stuff i'd be a mess i'd be like don't look at me don't even come near me like stay away 
kind of do 15 things at once, but he just seems to manage it, so I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. I won't keep going on and on about him because I could for hours, but I'll stop. So. <laughs> Girl, I will indulge your J-Hope rants anytime. I feel like man does not get enough praise and yeah yeah whatever anytime girl <laughs> this was also like the birth of Higgs tape I'm pretty sure like we were just waiting on this to come after this um just for him to be like what is Higgs tape <laughs> Ooh, swerve <laughs> uh, that one hurt <laughs> that one hurt uh I'll never go over that. I'm laughing like so much here <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to the next song, we have August D by August D. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And this was a sample um, from James Brown. It's a man's 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 world. I have this weird thing when I listen to a song, I like hear chords or like chord progressions and I'm just like, this sounds exactly like this other song or like I'm just like always layering songs on top of each other or like humming to myself and like it literally drives my family nuts. My brother today was like stop humming you keep humming the same part of the same song over and over again. I'm like oh god um but for this one so uh I listened all the way through it's a man's 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 world and all I could hear was Fallen by Alicia Keys. And then I was like, no, like, this is not even a coincidence. Like, this isn't just you roaming around your house, like, humming songs to yourself. Like, this is a real thing. And so I looked it up. I looked it up and I found on popmatters.com uh, that it's true that she was sampling this song. So I felt very validated. So oh, I will definitely like... rub that in my brother's face if it comes to Yeah. Um... Augustine was nuts. Um, when that drops, like, <laughs> also another one of those drops that just like dropped out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure I like woke up to like absolute madness um, <laughs> on the timeline. Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I was just not expecting that. Blonde Yoongi, he's like going insane, like, <sighs> flipping the bird, like. <laughs> Iconic. It's literally iconic. I actually just realized I'm wearing one of my August D t-shirts as we record this, so too, but yeah. Um yeah, blonde Yungi, I'm still stuck on that um Gracia photo shoot, so very weak for blonde Yungi in general. So Yeah. And he was going off like as yeah. usual. Like, we know Yungi. More importantly. Too. Yeah, he was snapping and augusty that was a great mixtape yeah yeah that was a great mixtape i'm like i need to go back and like listen to augusty again um after researching for this pod i definitely did because i listened to d2 non-stop i listened right. to mono and hope world like also non-stop um but beyond that i was like there's clearly like a gap here i need to go back and revisit all their other like side projects and mixtapes so it's great yeah. I don't think I was ready for it at that time though to be honest with you like when when did August D come out 2016 2016 I think how do I put this in August 16 2016 I was a very baby army I was still like <laughs> getting through their main stuff right 
And then, like, Yoongi comes out with his, like, give it to me, Augusty, very angry tracks, and I was just, like, a little shook. I was not ready for his rage, you know? <laughs> I was so here for it. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> uh, especially when give it to me came out. That's still, like, on repeat, like, to this day, like... The way I just want to, like, bust everything down when I hear give it to me. <laughs> Kick all the doors down. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. Augusty. Yeah. Great first mixtape. We could do a whole episode just on, like, either their solo mixtapes or just, like, we could do one on Hope World, do one on Mono, do one on... Yeah, I really uh, want to do, like, like like, solo work episodes where we just, like, cover, like, all of their, like, solo works, which ours would probably take, like, four parts, because there's just so much, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I really want to, like, talk about, like, all the members, like, solo works, um, so we'll have to jot that down. Um, moving on to the next one, we have Rap Monster by RM. <laughs> Um, who at the time was Rat Monster. Um, so self-titled track. And that was using the sample um from Look At Me Now, which is by Chris Brown featuring Buster Rhymes and Little Wayne. Um, that original came out in 2011. And yeah, most of these tracks that we're talking about came out in like 2013. But um the sample that he used came out in 2011. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, now. Oh, what? you can go. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, Look At Me Now is another one of those songs that, like, God, what, uh, that was, like, ninth grade? Like, <laughs> the way I, like, <laughs> think about these things is, like, in reference to, like, where was I when I heard this? I was in ninth grade. Um, yeah, that was different. Um, like everyone was like making it their mission to like learn that song and like rap as fast as they were rapping and like learn every single part like I like had to like memorize every single part of like Little Wayne's verse like it was just one of those songs that was like you just become like so obsessed with it because it was so much going on that song and it was so insane so (laughs) yeah even now that's yeah even now in 2021 right 10 years later after the original which is nuts um I would have been either a freshman or a sophomore in college Mm. um so yeah feeling the age gap a little more than than we do now I guess um Yeah, late 20s are weird, um, but also <laughs> early 20s, so there you go. Um, but yeah, also remember, like, just having this song on loop endlessly could probably still try to, like, <laughs> go along not well, right? Like, but um, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't get my brain to, like, reroute to listen to the cover. Like, I was just like, because I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away, you know? Like, <laughs> I can't hear anything else like I was I don't know my like I was saying just like humming songs over other songs my brain is like very distracted exactly but Um, yeah also this this cover was like a minute and something long it wasn't the full track oh yeah he just had a quick little verse in mind it was like let me just hop on the on the track right now and just record this (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me yeah. do it before I forget. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to the next song is All I Do Is Win. By win, win, no matter what. <laughs> yes. Um, it's the original track by the same name by DJ Khaled featuring T-Pain, Ludacris, Snoop Dogg, and Rick Ross. The original came out in 2012. Um, this is another one of those songs that just, like, took over not just the summer, like, the entire year, right? Like, I remember dancing to this at, like, was this homecoming? Like, junior year? <laughs> like, <laughs> you already know there's a gap, but yeah. Exactly. This is, like, the like, late night. Everyone's, like, been partaking for a while <laughs> and just shouting exactly. at the top of their lungs. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's hands go up and they stay there. And they like, stay there. And they say, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> exactly. Such a fun track. And, like, like with Look At Me Now and, like, with this song, like, all these people on here are, like, legends in their own right. Like, they're all, like, iconic. Like, come on. Like, Little Wayne. Like, freaking Buster Rhymes. Like, come on. Like, rap legends. T-Pain. Like, Ludacris. Snoop Dogg. Rick Ross. Like, there's just, like such good quality here <laughs> in these tracks that they're covering and also it's bts and they're killing it on their covers too um but yeah here's my question for you since you're like the older army on the pod um this was another one of those like one minute and 15 second tracks like um i see shoe guys was 2013 rms was 2013 on the track we were just talking about like a couple of them are 2013 like were they doing some kind of like pre-debut i don't know like training or not that they need more training right because we were already saying how like great they are but like was this just something they wanted to do was this like a company-wide thing so i don't i okay so I joined in like 2014 so I don't know like like I wasn't there for when it happened <laughs> like when this stuff happened in 2013 I mean they were doing like stuff on SoundCloud in 2014 but not as much as they were in 2013 I'm assuming that like it was probably like anticipation of the group um yeah. like people knew that they were coming um and people already knew of them so I guess it was just a space for them to like do their work without it having to be like official right um yeah gave them like some space to like show their artistic abilities um without having to like you know pay to promote it or whatever or like have it be like an official track plus this is like this is like a essential to like rap culture right like this is what rappers do they like hear someone else's track and they write their own verses to it. And then they put it up somewhere for someone else to hear. Like, even, like, Rap Grace, like Lil Wayne, like, all his mixtapes. It's, it's the exact same thing, right? So they're pretty much just, like, going with the flow of, like, like rap culture. Like, this is just what people do. They just make covers. They just have to, like, push their pen. Like, I think it was on... Um, What's the name of that show? Island. I think it was on Island. One of the Island members was asking like BTS, like how could they like 
think they asked Suga, like, how could they, he could become, like, a better rapper or something like that? And he was, like, telling them, like, you have to write, like, every day. Like, I can't remember how many songs he said he asked, he wrote, like, every day. But, like, in order for you to, like, perfect your craft, and the reason why they are at the caliber that they are in rap is because they, like, wrote every single day. Like, <laughs> consistently, like, pushing their pen, like, trying to find like new and innovative ways to like do this rap thing um so I'm assuming this here is just like the product of or I should say the results of those efforts of them just like writing all the time and they probably just had like so much they wanted to get out so they're like let's just put this on SoundCloud I want people to hear this. Yeah, I just wondered based on the timing. I mean, for sure, I expect that they were, like, recording and writing and doing things early and obviously pre-2013. I was just curious, like, these kind of, like, little shorts that were published or put on the channel made me curious, so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was, like, part of their training, right? Like, if they have to train to dance... And their whole thing was about being, like, an authentic, like, hip-hop group or, like, you know, like, authentic rappers. Uh, Maybe this was part of, like, training, too. Um, And I can see it a thing of, like, defining, like, a bongton sound, right? Or, like, being part of a group versus being a solo rapper, right? Like, RM and Suga and then Hobie as he learned and developed, right? Which, as we said, he did, like you would have a certain style and to an extent that style is great as long as it can mesh with the other people in the group, right? You can't just like go and do whatever worked for you as a solo artist. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. just a thought that I had. Also, I don't know if this is the time that you want to talk about it. I know I'm like queen of tangents, so you can shut me down, but I would be curious to like hear your thoughts or just like talk about in general, like, the differences in styles between them because like when I hear RM rap there's certain things that I think of right um Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I like I have a well-defined terminology for it and then when I hear Suga there's like a certain style or something that I hear and then when I hear J-Hope like obviously I know their voices but they all have like a different energy and different style and bring it in different ways and like I just think that would be really interesting at some point it can be yeah. now or it can be in the future because I know we have a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a long list. So probably more so in the future. But I guess j- just quickly, I think it's probably a um, culmination of their experiences, probably also with what they like grew up listening to, like their artists that like inspired them. Um, maybe when we get into the inspirations, it might make more sense. Um, it probably would make more sense if you like listen to those artists that inspired them and then go back and listen to them. Cause if yeah. you listen to how they rap and you listen to their inspirations, you can see like the clear connections. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's definitely been some of that is like, while we're preparing. So maybe right. I just need to like learn a rap vocabulary to talk about like (laughs) like when I hear Suga like why does he sound so crisp like even though it's super fast it sounds like sharp to me right Right. but like what is the correct word for that but anyway that's oh yeah we're gonna have to to do like like a hip-hop episode or something and like really like dive into this 
yeah, we're going to have to do this. <laughs> yes, I won't lead us astray today because, oh my yeah. gosh, editing the last one was a nightmare, guys. Like, I won't exactly. go into it. It was a nightmare, so. Because uh, I'm like, I want to talk about it more, but I'm like, no, we do not have the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep it moving. I won't try to lead us astray here. Oh, man. The next one that I have on the list is Favorite Girl. Um, This was by RM. The original track was by Marcus Houston, which was on his veteran album. I believe it was called Veteran. Came out in 2007. Um, this is another one of those tracks where I was just like, like, you were listening to this? Like, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's just like, I can't even like wrap my head around that like someone across the world was like having like the same experience as me. Like, this is not like, I don't, I don't know what Marcus Houston's album did on like the charts right like I don't know how like popular's album was all I can just think about is like listening to this like in the car like with my mom like driving to and from school like just to think that like Namjoon was like listening to this like in 2007 like he's only a year older than me right so we're like around the same age like <laughs> like listening to these same things like to think that he's having like some of the same experiences as me that like I can like talk to him about like a Marcus Houston album like blows my mind like one of the songs on this album is like one of like my favorite songs ever like still to this day like <laughs> to think that like I can like chat with now June about this Ugh, you would be crazy. his favorite girl I'm just saying so I'm blushing no one um, tells me to say that but uh there you go and gave it to you dang um true love true friendship right there yeah this is <laughs> just is nuts I won't like harp on it anymore but like no but it is kind of nuts it is kind of nuts it shows how deep their knowledge goes and at the risk of like exposing myself on the track like like I haven't done that 15 other times but like I had not heard the song until like listening to it for the podcast and like we're in the same country right so it's just like different yeah like points of view or points of like orange origin I guess or like you know looking at different yeah. things so the fact that like RM and J-Hope are also like listening to this I I can see yeah. like I, I hear what you're saying and this isn't even like hip-hop like this is like R&B like, this is like a R&B like deep cut like <laughs> like he was just really like all over like the scene like just listening to like anything um so I appreciate his musical taste <laughs> um moving on to the next song we have like a star by rm and jk um the original track has the same name by corinne bailey right um which came out 2005 when the album actually came out but 2006 when like this track was like released as a single due to its popularity um but yeah, this is like, this song was Grammy nominated for like song of the year, which I did not know um, until I like looked that up today. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I do, like, I have heard this song. <laughs> I'll say that. And I do know Current Bailey Ray. Um, but I didn't know that this got the Grammy. So. Yeah. Or Grammy I nominated, I should say. Loved this album growing up. Like, this is, this album is probably like, one of the albums that like shaped me <laughs> in like my youth <laughs> and like 
my own like singing style. I'm like telling too much about myself here, but yes, I like to sing. So do it. um it's our <laughs> podcast. You can do what you want. Like I guess have a fast forward if they don't like it. Yeah. But this is like one of those albums that like shaped me. So hearing them do a coverage of this song touched my heart in a special kind of way. <laughs> Their track sounded a lot faster tempo-wise than the original. Did you notice that, or was it just, like, the YouTube clip that I found? Yeah, no, it was definitely, like, I don't want to say remixed, but, you know, they put their, like, own little spin on it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, next track would be Dream Money by Suga. Um, the original track is by T.I., and the song is called Trap Back jumping which came out 2012 um like you were talking about earlier but I won't like go into it for a long time T.I. is one of Suga's inspirations and I feel like if you if you listen to T.I. enough and you listen to Yoongi enough (laughs) you will like hear like the clear connections um and like rap styles like um, like the enunciation of like words, like the lyricism, like if you, if you really care enough and you're like a diehard like Yoongi fan, <laughs> try listening to like some of Ti's albums and then go back and listen to like Yoongi's work. You'll be like, oh, like the little light bulb will go off. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. Um, that has been thrown down. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I also think that. I think he was trying to get T.I. on one of the mixtapes. Oh my yeah, God. D2. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. Um, Would have been cool. Um, I don't know so much about now. Um, There's been like <laughs> some controversy recently with T.I. that I'm not going to go into on the pod. Uh, so yeah, maybe that was like a bullet dodged. I don't know, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> I just was like, so I was watching the video for this, which is like a 10 minute long or 12 minute long, like short film. And, um, yeah, it, yeah, I was like skipping around to get to the rap, but I do, I do hear like the influences there for sure. But yeah. I was just thinking of, um, ATL and like us like trading childhood movies, basically. <laughs> it's just like, can't look at TI without thinking about ATL now. Yeah, just so the audience has, like, understanding, I um, begged Julie to watch ATL so that she could understand my um, references, specifically that scene where he rips Nunu's necklace off. <laughs> I use that gif all the time. <laughs> I was like, you have to. You and, have then, to watch <laughs> and then I forced her to watch 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles <laughs> because I quote that incessantly, like... So I can't even point to like a specific moment because it's just endless references to that movie. But yeah. Um, anyway, I think we talked about it on the pod before, but now there's no confusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, Marcus Houston earlier, I'm going to ask you to watch another movie because um, I watched it last night. So okay. I, I'm going to ask you to watch You Got Served. If you have not seen You Got Served, <laughs> put it on your list. <laughs> Let me see. Um, did I? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll watch this. I definitely know the name. If, if you have Showtime, 
I think that's where I watched it. I watched it last night. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Go watch right. it. All right. I have some homework. <laughs> Will do. Um, anyway, moving on. I had a period where I was really obsessed with, like, dance videos. Sponsored <sighs> primarily by Step Up, if anyone else remembers that movie. Yeah, those, like, early 2000, <laughs> like, dance movies were, like, everything. There's so many of them. And this yeah, is there's one a of ton. Them. Anyway, yeah, um, that's probably why it rings a bell, but I didn't see it, so I'll watch it. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to graduation song, and this was by J.K. Shimon and J-Hope. Um, the original track was by Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa featuring Bruno Mars and it's called represent. Wild and Free. Yes. Um... <laughs> The original came out 2011. It was another one of those songs that just reminds me of high school and like that period of like Wiz Khalifa like dominating the charts. Like that run he had was like awesome. Next song is Adult Child um, by RM Suga and Jin. The original track was by Common um, and. That track was called Celebrate, which came out in 2011. Um, Common is a legend, like, rap legend. Um, yeah. If you, like, know anything about rap, like, you know Common. Um, and you've probably seen him, like, and maybe you didn't know it was Common, but, like, yeah, that was Common. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, anytime I think of this song, I think about the little video they did for it on Rookie King. Um, that was, like, really cute. I just, like, okay, so I was obviously, like, watching both. Like, I went through our list, and I would watch, like, the BTS cover and, like, the original video. Um, or, like, if there wasn't a video readily available, like, some kind of lyric video. But I just have to say, for <laughs> for the BTS lyric video that I watched, like, okay, now it's my turn to meet my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the BTS lyric video I watched, like, Whoever put that video together really did Jin dirty. It was the most, like, horrifying Photoshop, like, picture of Jin I've ever seen. And that man is, like, worldwide handsome. Like, how are you really going to do that to him? Like, his jaw is not that pointy. So, anyway. Um, oh, my God. I will die on this hill. It was really bad. I'll send you the link. I won't, like, slander them on the pod. But it was bad. It was really bad. Like, horrible Photoshop. And I was like, this man is stunning. Like, he doesn't even need it. Um, this track was really interesting because their lyrics, I was surprised, like, okay, I will give, like, all the usual disclaimers of, like, I'm not Korean, I do not know the context, I don't know anything about, like, mandatory enlistment, I'm saying the E-word, like, I get it, I don't know, it's not for me to comment on, but I was surprised because from what I've read and what I've heard, it's, like, something that people see as a duty or, like, you know, it's just, like, something that is part of your life and you have to go and do it. Like, the way they were talking about, like, going to the military was very surprising to me. I wonder how their mind has, like, changed or not. Um, do they still feel the same way about this? Or, you know, do they, like, look at it differently now? And as these, like, as we pointed out in the beginning, a lot of these tracks have kind of, like, faded. I don't want to say, like, into obscurity, but, like, people, like, ARMY don't really talk about them, at least in terms of the covers, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these are, like, the very deep cuts, and I wonder if they were asked about this in, like, 2021, what they would say. 
Like, yeah. they, like, stand behind it or, like, this is how I was feeling in that moment. Like, would they feel weird? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's interesting. Why can't journalists ask them questions like this, right? Like, See, <laughs> once again, we come back to, like, why we need ARMY 60 Minutes slash, like, partially why this pod exists so we can ask each other these things but like we don't have the answer so I don't know yeah instead of being like um so who do you want to collab with most (laughs) (laughs) will you ever release a full album in English I'll be like so tell me about this adult child cover do you stand behind the feelings you discussed in this track they would not be ready it would be um, too much too strong yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um i want to know if they still remember the choreo actually that's really what i want to know um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway next song born singer <laughs> by um the entire group this time the original song um uh, was called born center by j cole um, featuring James Fauntleroy, which if I mess that up, I'm sorry. The original song came out in 2013. So did this song. Um, I think we're all pretty familiar with Born Singer. Like, yeah, I don't know if we like need to like go into it. Too yeah, much. probably not. Like everyone knows Born Singer, but if you didn't know, it was by J Cole. <laughs> like the original song was by J Cole. Um, so yeah, check out J Cole. Anyway. Next song. <laughs> Next song is Something by RM. Um this the the original song has the same name. It's by Drake. So yeah, how about you go first and talk about something? <laughs> um this was also like an artist that like everyone was really into in college and like continues to be into, but like I probably have, like, a specific memory with, like, almost every single track of, like, Drake's discography, right? Or I can tell you, like, where I was when I first heard that song. And, like, if you give me enough drinks, I will sing at the top of my lungs to, like, every Drake song. So that's not an invitation to do so, but it's just a statement of fact. Um, (laughs) I really enjoy Drake. Um, Yeah, this song with, like, RM's cover... So I actually hadn't listened to RM's cover before we started preparing for this podcast, which was, like, a huge oversight in my life. Because if I love Drake, I love RM, like, I don't even have a percentage more. Like, a lot more, right? Like, (laughs) alt bias RM, like, I don't know. Like, but I couldn't even, like, tell me why I was looking at my phone and, like, getting embarrassed. I couldn't even look at the screen, like, watching these lyrics. I was like, why do I feel shy listening to a song? Like, I'm blushing. What is this? So, I, like, my voice is shaking, talking about this. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I love the original, and I love RM, and, like, him being, like, his ending part where he's, like, this could be something, and he's almost, like, talking. I was just, like, it's super effective. Like, one hit KO. Like, I'm down for the count, so. Exactly. Um, none of my thoughts are PG, so I won't say anything. <laughs> um, I tried hard. Yeah. I just want to, like, point out, there was, like, this run where, like, Namjoon was, like, really in his Drake bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he would just, like, 
cover Drake all the time. Like, he was always, like, singing Drake's songs. Like, even... When you said run, I was thinking, like, run episode. And I was like, what? Which one is this? Like, I haven't seen it. But, like, a run, like, a period of time. Yes, a period of time. (laughs) Like, um, again, like, if you look into, like, artists that inspire BTS, who they have said, like, clearly Drake has had, like, an influence on RM. And he was, like, definitely, like, on his, like, Drake... I can't say this without cursing, but yeah, he was like really like <laughs> um, into Drake like heavily, um, and you could definitely tell like in his music, yeah, the way he would like sing on tracks and rap like that's like Drake's whole thing, and he pretty much like I don't want to say he started that, but he definitely like got it going in a rap where like everybody wanted to like rap and sing at the same time. Um, and I felt like Namjoon was definitely on that wave. Um, he still is. Yeah. Um, something about Namjoon's little Drake run was just really like really profound. <laughs> that could be an episode of itself. <laughs> the next song is beautiful and that was by J-Hope and the Mark Line and the original song had the same name but I guess it was hashtag beautiful um and that's by Mariah Carey featuring Miguel and they were both released in 2013 um I will watch this video like obsessively like I don't know why like this video in particular like (laughs) I just love this song and I love the music video it was like super cute Definitely one of my favorite, like, older songs from them. Just great. I was very distracted. Um, I don't even... I don't know if we even want to talk about this in the pod. We can cut, like, because I don't want to, like, laugh or, like, shame him for, like, things he can't control. But, like, Jungkook's voice hadn't even, like, cracked yet. Like, it was, like, throwing me off. Like, he just sounded so different, and I haven't heard this as much, but I was just, like, thinking of, like, Jungkook now and Jungkook then. And, like, sometimes I forget how young he was when he was, like, debuting and, like, working on some of these songs. So it's just, like, like, kind of throwing me for a loop and making me feel old. Also, like, not in a good way. (laughs) In 2013, I was again in college, right? Yeah, like, this song and, um, like, the graduation song, I'm like, oh, my God. They were, like, so young. Like, (laughs) basically, they're, like, babies. (laughs) Like... (laughs) oh it's just so cute I just want to like smush their faces <laughs> like he jokes about like the older members like raising him or influencing him but when I think about how young he actually was I'm like that's actually kind of true <laughs> like yeah yeah imagine being um, like 17 yourself and they're like here's a 14 year old make sure they don't get into trouble <laughs> exactly I'm pretty sure like Jungu was rapping in this too right yeah, also um, confusing for me. So I'm like, um, like, we could have got, like, like full-on, like, rapper jungle. I'm like, where do we go? Um, we're this close. Yeah, like, where did we deviate from? Where it was like, okay, you can't rap and sing. Like, <laughs> like what happened? Imagine if there were four rappers. And three vocalists. Would that change, like, the whole tenor of the group? Or, like, the compositions of songs? I feel like it would have to. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. 
What if, what if we had rapper Jungkook? Hey friends, it's Julie. While Kalea and I were editing week two of our BTS and Black artists, their influences and inspirations, we realized that this conversation was just way too good to cut, but also way too long for both you to listen to and us to edit. So this will actually become a three-part series. So look forward to a continuation of this conversation next week. Thanks for your understanding, and we can't wait to chat again soon. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We're so grateful that you chose to hang out with us. Once again, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to share your thoughts on any of the topics we've discussed, slide into our DMs or email us at girlswithfunpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.